Welcome to the Quantum Alignment Q&A, Humboldt series, where we traverse through an array of healing modalities to educate, empower, and excite our listeners on their path of holistic health and wellness. In sharing various practitioners' experiences and insight, we hope to cultivate a deeper relationship between one's true self, the mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional bodies. Join naturopath, transpersonal psychologist, and cannabis therapy consultant, Dr. Pepper Hernandez, in the Humboldt Quantum Alignment Series. And now, here is your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Welcome, and thank you so much for taking time to be present with us today. Our intention for this podcast is to get each and every one of us one step closer to the highest version of our aligned self each and every day. Today, our guest is the beautiful Miss Marie. She is a singer, songwriter, activist who is in California, jumping back from Humboldt to down to LA, just really living her dream. I'm excited to have you. Thank you so much for being here. We have so many cool things to talk about. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Okay, you and I have talked about doing this podcast for quite some time now. Mm -hmm. And there are a few really, really interesting places that I want to go with it today. Tell me about your sweet friend that he brought with you today. (laughs) This is my little baby creature. Her name is Elfie. Um, I haven't seen her in a couple months. So right now I'm trying to, you know, take in as many moments with her as possible. So she is here. I just reunited with her like 15 minutes ago, maybe. So (laughs) (laughs) She's just chilling in her cat backpack, relaxing, living the dream. So for the listening audience, Alfie is a sweet little kitty cat. (laughs) Which ties very much into what you're doing in the world right now. Can you tell me a little bit, and we're going to get into a few different questions, but I want to jump right into the whole Pussy perspective. Am I? Is that? Can I say that? Yeah. Hashtag pussy perspective. Okay. Okay. It's with the perspective. Okay. Exactly. Tell me what in the world this is. What? Where this name come about? Obviously, (laughs) I kind of have an idea, but. Well, okay, so my hashtag pussy perspective movement is basically, um, it's a collective of women that get together whenever I have extra cash to pay them. And we get together and make music videos, we make um, shows, we make music, all sorts of fun things. We just collaborate, do something artistic. And like my ultimate goal with it is to be able to employ people regularly to be able to do what they love. Yeah. So that's what hashtag pussy perspective is, how it came about (laughs) I was hanging out on my porch one time. I had ingested way too much cannabis and was just feeling very creative. (laughs) I was taking pictures of my beautiful garden. And then I was just wondering like what my pussy was seeing in that moment and so I just started taking pictures from my pussy's perspective and then from there um, I got thinking about like wow you know like women a lot of the time they have a difficult time finding their voice and so this could be something where we can like help each other find our voice through. It's all coming together you were taking pictures from the camera shot Um, I was just taking pictures, wondering what my pussy was seeing, and I just put the camera right there and started taking pictures. (laughs) Okay, so if someone goes to, which we'll talk about your social media sites later, but if they go into those, will they see pictures from your pussy's perspective? Uh, Well, that's what I was doing on my 
old Instagram actually. Okay. okay. And then I had a moment where I just needed to cut myself off from that world. And so okay. I deleted my Instagram. And so when I started it back up again, I had to do it from scratch. And so now if you look at it, I put quotes from famous women, just in quotes to inspire okay. others. And that's their hashtag pussy perspective. Will you bring back the pussy perspective pictures? I should. Yes. Please. Yes. Because I'm so down. I, I will. Wanna, okay. Do you want to see what it looks like from the sacral view of, of women? Yeah, all and times? I always make sure that I have my feet right there so it shows. Ah, okay. I love this. This is great. So there are so many things about you. Will you tell the listening audience where you were rooted before Humboldt and maybe um, kind of the other things that you're doing here in the community? And then I'll just ask you some more questions after that. Okay, sounds great. Well, I started off in Glendale, California, which okay. is in Southern California, maybe a half hour outside of Los Angeles. And I grew up dancing, doing musical theater, being on a competitive dance team, dancing like 40 hours a week or oh something crazy goodness. like that. Um, yeah. And so I went through a lot of vigorous training. And then I came up to Humboldt County because of young love. I was majoring in child development and dance with minors in music and theater. And um, yeah, just kind of cultivated my artistic side of self while I was up here and started building some big picture dreams up here. (laughs) And so right now I'm actually bouncing back and forth between my homeland, my two homelands, actually, L.A. and up here to kind of just live my dreams. I love it. And you've got so much going on. You have such an abundant, rich heart and creative mind that you're really sharing with a huge group of people and to be able to be there and to be here and go back and forth and it's just amazing I I love what you're doing I think it's absolutely wonderful thank you can you tell um, the listening audience about Humboldt County specifically and maybe the different classes or the different offerings? Um, well, let's start with Body High Pole Dance. That was oh, a fun. local business that I was involved in for a couple of years. Natalie and Naomi, I the love owners. Them. Yeah, and they're very, yeah. they're so awesome, empowering I need to have women. Natalie on the show yes, too. You She's do. awesome. Yes, yeah. she is. And so I was teaching pole dancing over there for a little while and that was very fun because it was you know a place where women came together like you know practice spirituality and you know encouraged each other to be better versions of themselves and that was very wonderful another group that I was involved in was the children's cottage preschool in Eureka I taught there for a year I was the lead teacher of a classroom of one to two year olds and let's see what else have I done I've done some work with with Far North Climbing Gym. I recently, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, I recently produced a show over there in October. They ran the Blacklight Climbing Competition over there. You're, you're a serious climber. Yeah, I climb as well. Yeah, yeah I, I love used it. to climb back in the day. Every All the things that I see about you, I mean, like, you're hardcore. You're, you're going at it. It's fun. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to challenge myself. And it also keeps me sane. that type of like physical movement. It really helps me a lot. Yeah. So then I've been practicing climbing there for a couple of years. And then their recent competition came up. And so I collaborated with Drew McFarlane, the owner, and like we helped 
put together the show. I did like the musical entertainment stuff. And so I actually got to incorporate like my singing and my dancing like into climbing. <laughs> See, it takes a really creative person to put all of these pieces together. And I'm really, I'm yeah, I'm really excited what is to come for you. Tell me about the Grow Sisters and those projects that you've been doing with them. Oh yeah, Grow Sisters is awesome. You should also have Siobhan Darwish uh, on there. She's, <laughs> she's going to be in our cannabis therapy consultant program this year. She's actually going to come and speak for us. And I'm hoping to have her on the podcast. She's such a busy woman. Oh yeah, she uh, is, but, but she's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so I was working with her for a while, um, helping in the farms. So Siobhan and I, we worked together in their gardens of Grow Sisters and um, got to work individually with the plants, you know, doing the whole pruning thing and the trellising and all that good stuff. But then we also worked on a lot of creative projects together as well to shine light on cannabis in a positive, empowering way. And so we had shot some like music videos together involving cannabis and like, you know, taking fun photos and things like that. That is so cool. So the Grow Sisters, I believe that they had the first farm that received a state licensed cultivation permit in Humboldt County. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. That is amazing, isn't it though? Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, they're wonderful people and wonderful animals. There's some really amazing animals over there as well. Mr. Miyagi, the horse. Okay, tell me all these things. He hangs out and he likes to eat the residual cannabis leaf. (laughs) The horse, Mr. Miyagi? He eats it out of the compost. Oh, I love that. I know, me too. And so you'll be hanging out in the gardens and all of a sudden there's this horse just walking by. (laughs) And then there's a couple dogs that hang out on the property too. They let um, Pancake, my little creature, come and hang out. And so it's really beautiful land. Oh, I love that. And the couple that runs Blessed Coast Farms and Grow Sisters are amazing people. Tell me about the Humboldt. Tell me about this farm thing. Humble Bumble Fairy Farm. Yes. Tell me about <laughs> that. What is that all about? Humble Bumble Fairy Farm is just the crew of the creatures that I love more than anything. And so basically I do a lot of like herbal stuff, like, you know, making salves and, you know, lotions and soaps and things like that. And I like to grow the herbs that I use to make those products. And so whenever I, you know, get creative in that way and have extra I give them away with suggested donations, you know, because I believe that herbal medicine is something that should be able to be offered to the people for free if they need it. But then also if they have a little bit of extra cash, then they could feel free to like donate and then feel safe that all that money goes towards the animals. Good for you. Yeah. You're doing such amazing things in the world. I'm so glad that we had you on. I'm wondering... What inspired you to practice in this particular community? I mean, besides the fact that Humboldt is freaking amazing. Yes. And then we all love it. And we're all so (laughs) blessed to be here. What brought you up here from where you were? Well, multiple things. Like, I was very interested in getting a different life from what I already had, but also being close enough to home base. And so up north, Humboldt was like an amazing place to be able to do that, you know, pay, pay in-state tuition for one thing. I had a boyfriend <laughs> that was already over there. So, you know, I had a, a steady tether to keep me tied down. Right. And so, um, yeah, I came up here. And even after we broke up, I realized how much potential this community had, specifically in the performing arts world. Like, you know, I was down in Los Angeles where the arts is like very oversaturated. It's 
everywhere. The competition is crazy, you know? So coming up here, it's not like that yet. And um, I just saw something super, super special in artistic, like performing arts world that I might not have the opportunity to create down in Los Angeles just because everything is very oversaturated and the competition is so crazy and like art is focused on something that's not really my thing down there in comparison to here. It's just probably a different vibe oh, too. Yeah. I would think, and I don't know, I'm not in your world, I don't know, yeah. but I would think that LA would be more about conforming or being a certain look or a certain feel or a certain whatever and Humboldt's a little bit more freeing maybe Definitely. I don't know you can tell me from your perspective yeah for sure from and I think pussy perspective. Uh-huh, from the pussy perspective <laughs> I'm just wondering how many times I can say the word pussy in the show good yay there's something to learn from both worlds and there's something Absolutely. to gain from both worlds and so like now now that I'm jumping back and forth enough I'm realizing like okay like what things do I need to focus on down in LA versus the ones in Humboldt and so Humboldt we can focus on being free, like expressing ourselves fully, like having conversations in our music about spirituality and pussies and things like that. When down in LA, that's not the thing. Like they do want conformity. So let's use that to our advantage. And like, what can you learn from that? How to be like structurized, how to like, you know, make yourself a certain way, how to follow the rules. And those lessons are just as important as well. The balance there. Yeah. What definitely. is your sign? I'm a Pisces. Oh, I am too. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, I love you. That's why we're like instant, like yeah, ding. Totally. So totally. Into- so good. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. I was thinking, you know, there's a lot going on with Pisces specifically right now in this time frame in the last like four months that have been about balance. Mm-hmm. And it's that Libra energy. So if you have any Libras around you, like pull them in because that's what this is. And you explaining that about Humboldt and LA mm-hmm. kind of feels very much like a balancing Libra yeah, thing. Yeah, huge balancing. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. My friend Valerie is actually a Libra and she's been reaching out to me quite a bit and it's just hasn't <gasps> been able to be connected. We just haven't had the opportunity to connect yet, but like that's very interesting that she's very much making the effort right now. And she's a very in tune woman. So that Pull makes Yeah, pull her in. Done. Because I have, I think three that just popped up around me in the last four months and Mm -hmm. I'm feeling real good about them. Real good about them. Cool. But I've never really been into Libras prior to this. So just a little side note on the Pisces out. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) So before we take a little break, I want to talk to you about what you feel that your life purpose is. And I know that this might sound like a really intense question and our life purpose changes from from year to year and as we change as females and grow. But what do you feel like your life purpose is right now, currently in the state that you're in? Oh, let's see. I think my life purpose is just to show people that they can live a life that they love and um, they don't have to conform to the man or the woman or like anything if they don't want to. They have the choice. And so I feel like it's just my job to kind of act as a medium to show them that that life can be lived. And what would be your goal to have, like, say if you, in a year from now, you have everything that you've been working for, what would that look like in a day? I just want the whole world to be happy. (laughs) In all honesty, like, that would just make me so happy if every, like, I just look around and I see so many people that feel so stressed out about their lives and are suffering so much. And, like, I don't know, if everyone could just be, like, you know, living their fullest lives, that would make me the happiest. Mm, You are such a sweetheart. You have such a gentle spirit. It's going to be, let's take a little break. Yes, Maybe we'll please. take a break now. So it's that time in our podcast. <laughs> 
where we're going to give a shout out to a local aligned business that we love so very much. I think that you will too. We live in a world full of toxins and impurities. Our bodies are working overtime on a daily basis in order to counteract and release some of this buildup. At Vital Flow Cleansing Center, there are a variety of therapeutic services to help cleanse the body of some of the toxins it has accumulated throughout everyday life. Vital Flow Cleansing Center, specializing in colon hydrotherapy, electrolymphatic drainage, ionic foot spas, and cleansing coaching. Located in downtown Arcata, Available online at vitalflowcleansing.com or call 707-498-9169. Vital Flow Cleansing Center, helping create a cleaner, clearer, lighter. Welcome back, everyone. We had an amazing break. We always do. Let's see, what do we have still on the table? You can check out our Instagram for some pictures of what we've been doing, but we have some really, really awesome Dick Taylor chocolate. We tried the Brazil and we tried the Black Fig. We're going to try them again in just a moment. We also have some really awesome, tell me what these are. These are little um, cannabis pouches that you you put inside of your mouth. You put inside of your mouth. They're mint flavored and they have about 25 milligrams per pouch. Of like THC. THC. So you definitely get psychoactive effects from it. it. Yes, but also <laughs> I feel like it's a lot less than edibles overall. Okay. Um, I can't really handle that many milligrams of edibles yeah. because I'll start to trip out too hard. But this stuff, it kind of releases slower and I always feel neutral and calm. And it goes right into your bloodstream because it gets in between your lips. Oh, mm-hmm. this is exciting. And then what else did you bring us? You brought us so many sweet gifts. Thank oh, you. You're so welcome. Thanks and for having what about me. this thing? What is that? A vape pen. My best friend. Oh, nice. And what kind of cannabis or what is the ratio there? It's a sativa hybrid. Okay. Yeah. And like I said, I do have the tendency to kind of, my brain can go a bunch of different (laughs) places. But that being said, sativa is also very helpful for me when I'm working on my creative stuff. So I like to have that in my regular routine, which we'll talk about more later, I'm sure. And then you brought me a personal gift. Oh, yeah. Thank you. A light catcher, a rainbow maker. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you (laughs) so much. I was telling you before we started recording that I had thought about this specifically. I love this company that you bought it from. And the fact that it's from Egypt is even cooler. Oh, yes. Totally. Because Egypt's been coming up a lot for me. Which one did you like better? Between the chocolates, the Brazil and the black fig. Which one did you like better? I had a special liking for the black fig. Really? Yes. I like the I contrast think... and textures. A little bit of crunch, a little bit of melt, a little bit of squish. I think, man, I don't know. Damn, they're good. May I taste this one again? Of course, now yes. I am not sure. <laughs> Still delicious. <laughs> just <laughs> just well, double checking. We're just going to keep all this weed and chocolate out <laughs> while we continue to talk. So feel free to just have and as mangoes, much of it as hey, you can have. Oh, yeah, and mangoes. Well. I just love it. So while we were at break, We kind of touched on a couple of your passions. I would love for you to talk about them. We have meditation, music, and van life. You choose which one you want to start with. Well, the one that's filling up most of my life right now out of the three is the van life. Oh my gosh, tell me about van life. I love living in a van. It's crazy. Well, I mean, we're not officially in the van life. We're in the process of, I mean, we spent our first night in the van, but it's not all there yet. Yeah. I guess like, you know, we haven't installed the cabinets or the electricity. It's going to be solar powered. So that will be cool. 
Um, but we did sleep in it. It was chilly and cold, but it worked. Um, I've been learning a lot about how to put it all together, like installing the insulation and get everything right. It's been a really cool, stimulating experience. Oh, I love this. Mm-hmm. And you were telling me that you're turning that into a tiny home. Yes. This is exciting too. Are you doing it all yourself, like you and your partner? Yeah, me and my partner, and then also a couple of my friends. They're the ones kind of guiding us through the whole process. Uh, Van Vibes Building, they are a beautiful couple that have been living together in their van for the past six months, and they built their whole thing together. Their um, van is named Wally. (laughs) I love that. It's super cool too, because like while I was up here, I was, I don't know, living in the forest in a house by myself for a while and was very deeply rooted into Mm -hmm. this world and also like had a lot of space to myself and now I'm going in the opposite direction of not being rooted at all in this tiny little space that I'm sharing. Oh, I totally understand it. It's a fun adventure. I was telling you before we started the podcast that I drove up the East Coast and down the West Coast two separate summers in a van. It was a Volkswagen van, pea green with a partner of mine at the time who was mm-hmm. extremely adventurous. So that tiny space that you have to share or collaborate in with another human being, even of the opposite sex, mm-hmm. is a really trying thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> We've been taking baby steps, though. Okay, too. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, I was down in Los Angeles, and he was up here, and then he moved down to LA, and then spent some nights with me. Right now, I was living... Um, right now I'm also posted at my parents house down there and I have this small twin bed and so Matt my boyfriend he's six foot one and he just came down there and we've been sharing this tiny bed so we've been conditioning ourselves slowly (laughs) and so the bed that we have in the van is actually going to be the um, bigger than the one that we have now oh nice there you you go you got to figure out a way to put a spin on it good for you good for you tell me a little bit about how you're you know balancing that and and I'm I'm sure that you're doing it through the things and the practices that you've learned from your meditational practice. Mm -hmm. Tell the audience about the meditational practice that you've cultivated for yourself and and whatever else you want to share with us about that. Okay, starting with meditation. Yes, of course. Um, I started meditating with this app, just trains you to learn to meditate 10 minutes every day. And then I went to a silent meditation retreat in Lake County where, you know, obviously we were silent for 10 days, focused on meditating. They woke us up at four o'clock in the morning with a gong. And then we had to be in the meditation hall by 4.30 and we went all the way to like 10 o'clock at night with a couple of breaks in there not allowed to make eye contact not allowed to read or write or you know they separated the men and the women it was like a crazy experience and coming out of that I had suppressed like childhood memories come up like (laughs) not too long afterwards yeah and it really rocked my world for a while but then like I was able to use my meditative practice to kind of like ground me back into reality and like offer me a safe way to like dive back into those like awful memories memories and be able to kind of like still be connected to like my current version of self and not identify with like the pain that I had experienced in the past and so coming out of that I just see how helpful meditation is even if like you know you're not in a place in your life where you really need it like sometimes things happen you know and to be able to have that tool of like okay like I know like I have meditation in my tool bucket right now to pull out because I that's what I need in order to make me feel better I think it's really important to have. I'm so glad that you brought this up and I don't know if you want to dive into that a little bit more because there are a lot of listeners that are going through or have gone through issues in their past I mean all of us have trauma of course 
we've all gone through it. The way we've dealt with it is a whole nother deal. Mm -hmm. And I do share that view on meditation with you, that I think that meditation is the key because it's not just a physical or spiritual experience. It's kind of a combination of all of them. And there's a lot of science and spirit that meet explanation, research that's being done to prove that. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think it's very, very helpful. And if we can share that with someone, and like you said earlier in the podcast, your goal is for all human beings to be like, you know, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but living their best life and being the happiest they can possibly be. And through meditation, it seems like you've kind of gotten through a couple of those traumas. Would you mind sharing with the listening audience something that could help them get through theirs, maybe like an experience of yours being more a little bit more specific, but you don't have to answer that if you don't want to yeah, either. Totally. It would be nice to be able to go to a 10 day silent meditation retreat to be able to, you know, turn inwards and listen to your own voice for a while, but that's not realistic for the, a lot of the lifestyles that other people live. So I could say that, you know, just practicing meditation daily, even if it's just like for a couple minutes, taking a break whenever you feel your st- stress response start to activate, you know, don't let it, let it get to this place where it's going to go out of control, you know, take it down before it gets to be a monster Um, and you can do that in many ways like you can try to sit still I do that sometimes sometimes that's not enough so I'll listen to music or do something creative like basically you know just think of yourself as a friend you know if your friend is suffering like what would you do to help them feel better and then just do that for yourself absolutely and then just repeating that over time because you know like pain doesn't go away right away right you just have to keep constantly doing that and then over time it helps build you um, to be stronger So after your 10-day, it's a Vipassana retreat, what was your experience? You went through the traumas, those Mm -hmm. things were coming up. How long did that last? Because everyone has a different experience with the 10-day sit. Yeah, totally. Well, I had the memories come up after I left. Like within a week or Um, or Probably a month, I would say. But it was weird because I felt like, I mean... When I went to the retreat, I already knew that some, like something was there. I don't know, like a completely like leveled person wouldn't really seek the need to like go out and do something like that. Like I just felt like there was like I felt disconnected to myself in one way and I don't know how. And so I just ended up going there. And then after I came back, I had like cut off my hair. It was just this thing. I woke up in the morning and then I was just like, I'm going to cut my hair off. And I didn't even brush my teeth or anything. I just went to one of the local places and then just chopped off my hair and then <laughs> A little while later, like I would say like a week or so later than like it just came up. I was having a conversation with one of my dance instructors and then she asked me a question about this person that had done something to me. And then like it all just came out. It was crazy. <laughs> was it memories that had been suppressed or was yeah. it just something you hadn't revisited? It was suppressed. Yeah. yeah. And so it was crazy. Yeah, it was definitely crazy. It was game changer. But then out of it, you know, I learned so much about myself. I learned so much about my capacity to love and like seek forgiveness. You know, I'm like starting to interact with this person again and like, you know, try to develop a healthy relationship and always find forgiveness in myself like all the time. And it's made me a better person. Like I really do think it's helped me be more empathetic. And so overall, I'm very grateful. Yeah. Well, you're a Pisces. You're <laughs> you're a lover. You're compassionate. You forgive easily and you just are optimistic. I mean, 
dude, that's such just like heavy energy to hold on to just like keep thinking about hating a person, you know? And like for me, like I've made mistakes too. We've all made mistakes and you know, you know, and like, do you want to be judged off of like that one thing? Like, and that happened like 10 years ago? Like probably not, you know? I don't know. I just try to be the more evolved version of myself and that's like seeing the good in everyone. That's wonderful. The more evolved version of yourself. That's very good. Good way to put that one for certain. (laughs) Let's transition a little bit into how you are doing that for yourself, like the daily rituals that you do for yourself on a pretty constant basis. On a constant basis. Let's see. Well, or the ones that you strive for. (laughs) Well, it's just I had a very regular routine for a while until I started bopping around and that just changes things and it's it's difficult. But like ultimately, like my goal is to wake up at 430 in the morning every day and be able to like meditate for an hour and then, you know, have the time to wake up and slowly do my thing, give myself attention, usually involving cannabis and coffee and a journal. (laughs) I love this morning Um, of yours. It sounds very similar to mine. (laughs) really yeah that's so funny I mean that makes sense yeah that totally makes sense because you're a Pisces too (laughs) (laughs) and then I'll work on music a lot of the times too it's in that state like when I wake up at 4 30 it's like I don't know you're in a different state of mind where you're not it's almost like all parts of your brain aren't up yet. And so it's easier to just like get into the, the flow state, I guess. And mm-hmm. so a lot, that's when a lot of like my creative stuff like just like spills out of me. And then all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, I don't know. Like, I don't know how that happened. But now there's a song. Oh, I love this. <laughs> Wonderful. Do you mind sharing a song with us? Yeah, I do not mind sharing okay. a song. <laughs> just a little yeah. snippet, just a little snippet. And then we'll keep going with your with your self-care. But Um, tell me tell me tell me well let's see um based on what I've listened to on your podcast I feel like you're very like passionate about like just explaining spirituality through science and you know like finding the common ground between those um two subjects so I have a song called eighth batch and um it just talks about how like science is magic basically (gasps) I don't know like it's just it's just fun okay But yeah, this is eighth batch. Okay. Um, This does this. This creates that. A chemical reaction or pushing on my eighth batch. Hey, hey, hey. Cause you are my magic and magic is science explained. Inhale and exhale. This feels good. Inhale and exhale. Oh, so effing good. Meow, breathe, witch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. That was like super tingly. Oh, good. (laughs) That was like crown chakra tingly. Thank you for letting me sing. (laughs) No, thank you. That was perfect. It was a great segue right there in that moment of like, yeah, it just felt really good and tingly. So thank you for that. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you again. Sparkly gold sparklies. Yeah. (laughs) Between that and the chocolate and the weed, like it's all it's all so good. Everything is great. (laughs) We live the life. Life is beautiful. It is a good one. (laughs) So let's say that you and I were going to help the listening audience become the highest version of themselves, the most evolved version Mm -hmm. of themselves, like you say. Yeah. And we were going to create a superhuman. A superhuman. <laughs> and we wanted to give them a self-care recipe. A self-care recipe. What would that look like? 
chocolate one, cannabis two, listening to your music three. Yes. Go. Um, four, taking yourself out on dates. Yes, I call that um, master dating. <laughs> and that's when you just, you know, all the things that you'd want someone to do for you, you just do for yourself. Okay, yes. okay, okay. Um, yes, like once or twice a week or as many times as possible. I'm serious. Yeah, I love this. Um, I like to, I think it's also very important to make sure that your body is relaxed as possible because we hold so much stress in our bodies. Mm-hmm. So to just like constantly throughout the day, just like, you know, checking in and massaging or, you know, carry around a lacrosse ball or things like that because, you know, body mind connection right yeah want to keep both of those healthy eating healthy too I think is super super huge I mean we all know that but like it really does make a difference and like I've noticed for me personally that like ethically sourced food is like the way to go you know you you are what you eat right so you want to make sure that the things that you eat are like happy and ethical and sound as much as possible anyways um what other self-care things facial masks are really wonderful boom yes absolutely Uh uh-huh um salt and vinegar potato chips are also wonderful (laughs) (laughs) and like um just I think finding the balance of like friend time and alone time like alone time alone time alone time is so so special because you can't pour out of an empty cup so um if you want to be able to offer your best to the world you have to take care of yourself you said master dating I think what is your preference or thoughts on relationships And I know that you've honed in on this one specifically for helping with the nourishing self-care recipe as far as taking care of ourselves. But there are a lot of things that are happening right now in sexual empowerment and that full movement. It's been happening for a really long time. It's not just now. What's your thoughts on it? And we'll just leave it as an open discussion. Anything that you want to share? Because a lot of people, I mean, we're, we have listeners from all over the world. So some people are really dialed into customs and traditions and even religious sector on relationships. Right. And some people are really, really open. And you're traveling on the 101. You're from Humboldt <laughs> all the way to the LA, passing through SF all the time. What are you feelings going on right now in that climate? Well, it's interesting because I try my best to be open-minded and to accept whatever experience comes my way and to take the most that I can and learn and grow from it. And I've been in different types of relationships on opposite sides of the spectrum. I've been in very monogamous relationships, which I'm currently in one right now. And I've also been on the other side and I've been polyamorous, which for those of you listeners who aren't familiar with that means that you have multiple partners. And so I, I see both sides right now. I see how there are so many different types of relationships that work for sure and um, a lot that we could learn from them I want to see at least from your perspective what you're what you feel about that because you're a young person Mm -hmm. where how old are you I'm 29 oh see you're a young person you're in the world you're being you're empowering women you're doing all these things that are really is create a force of your sacral yeah. So, I mean, sexuality is going to be a big piece of that for you. Oh, yeah. And totally. I'm just wanting to pick your brain on what that looks like. 
Let's see. Well, sexuality, first off, like I had said, I had stuff that had come up before, right? And so like expressing and harnessing my sexuality was something that turned out to be very, very, very important to me. And I think um, that's how polyamory kind of came into my life is because I needed to express myself in that way of being able to feel appreciated and loved and also just to have my options open. I also had to learn a lot about processing jealousy because that's another thing that, you know, poly polyamory is not all fun and games you don't you're not just playing around all the time you know you, it takes a lot of like personal work as well uh, and so to be able to sit with my feelings of jealousy which I had to do so often in polyamory made me a lot more confident in myself in a lot of ways and um, opened up a lot of conversations that were uncomfortable with my partner as well which bonded us I think pretty deeply what you're talking about with polyamory for those listeners who don't understand what that is is having one deeper connected relationship and then having many small ones or, or can you yeah, explain that I mean, a little bit you know, better for us for me ultimately it was about the personal freedom like I feel what I loved about polyamory is like hey like if I want to be with just this person I choose to be with this one person but then also if I choose to be with other people then I have that choice too um, and that's really important but in my personal case we actually referred to ourselves as monogamishimi um, okay. so like you were saying you know having the primary mate and then whenever there was like an attraction or some type of like energy exchange that was positive with another person, then we'd be able to pursue that as long as, you know, we honored our partner and made sure, you know, we came up with rules and things like that to help what each kind other of rules? feel safe. I mean, condoms for one thing is yeah. very important. Yeah, okay. um, for me, I was really big on like snuggling, I guess. And this was like, I, I mean, I was a lot younger too when sure. like the, I, I needed these rules to make me feel safe. And like my partner wasn't a snuggler and he, it took him a long time I feel to like get into that snuggly mode with me so in this personal case it was like really important to me that he didn't go and just like snuggle with other people because I don't know that was something that was special and sacred that was held between us um, and then sleepovers was another thing you know also just complete honesty because like that person also has feelings the outside person also has feelings and so to make sure they know exactly what's going on and that cle clear communication is had I think that's the only way to make it work there are so many pieces there I would love to just continue to talk about it because I think that could be a show on its own mm -hmm, totally. honestly because there is such a difference between that and just having a monogamous one-on-one -on -one relationship yeah and there's growth I think in both totally totally but as we all change mm -hmm. I think we have to start looking at all of them as being okay Whatever choice that a woman makes or a man makes, as long as they have a conscious communication and they're cultivating a really healthy, communicative relationship between yeah. the two of them, that should be fine, right? And there's just a lot of people out there that don't even recognize. I mean, this may be new information to some listeners. Totally. I like that we're having this conversation yeah. because it's stuff that needs to be heard for sure. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that you want to share with us on that particular topic before we move on for the day? I guess I I spoke about the lessons learned from a polyamorous standpoint, but then I guess I'll, it's also important to shine light on the other Absolutely. side Please as do. well. Yeah, so Please from do. a monogamous standpoint as well, I also see that there's a lot to be learned from the practice of only focusing on one person, like energetically, I guess. I think, you know, we're all 
only offered X amount of energy in a day. And a lot of the times, like if you're dispersing your energy amongst a lot of things, then that means less energy per thing. And so the same would go for humans, perhaps. Um, And so I've just noticed now it's kind of like a side by side experiment in a way. Like I went from a polyamorous relationship into a monogamous relationship. So I get to compare and contrast and stuff. I really see how you can dive deeper into yourself when sitting with a one person over and over again like you were saying and just not being distracted by anything else it's like when you're meditating right returning to the breath and only staying on one path and even though sometimes your brain goes in different directions and it's important to focus on all those things sometimes just getting into that flow state is like really really helpful and so monogamy I guess in some ways has helped me find like that flow state currently right now if that makes any sense yeah absolutely so I have the opposite experience. I have been a monogamous person my whole entire life. I've been pretty much a one-on-one serial monogamist, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. And then in the last six months, I started realizing, oh, okay, I I want to have open relationships, not necessarily polyamory. I'm not titling it anything, Mm. but I started writing a book about it. I'm, I'm I'm done with all of that, by the way. Um, Well, I mean, I say I am. I learned quite a bit and more so things that I may have not have learned in a monogamous relationship, Mm. but now it has propelled me into wanting one again because there's just so much beauty and growth. So I think no matter which way a person goes and what they experience, they're going to find a lot of value out of it. And again, I think this is a topic that we could have more and more discussions on. So maybe you'd want to come back and go really deep into it in a little while. But (laughs) well, listeners, it's about that time in our show where we're going to do something a little fun. Are you ready for something fun? I am. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So why don't you puff on this a little bit? All right. (laughs) If you insist. (laughs) She's brought a really amazing vape pen and we're just going to have her get as high as she possibly can. (laughs) You've heard our show before. Mm -hmm. We do... The Wisdom for Healing Cards Tarot. And I was shuffling them, but you can shuffle them Mm -hmm. and then you can hand scan them or you can just visually pick something that's going to resonate with, hopefully, with our podcast today. I'm going to give you those. Take them in your hands. And while you're doing that, I'm going to play the singing bowl. We've been doing this for a year. Maybe next time we'll get a gong. Next cool. year, we'll get a gong or something. I don't know, just something. I like that idea. Okay, so you let me know when you're ready because I'm going to just play this. All right. I picked it. Dare to be creative. <gasps> Are you da, serious? Da, da. Can you explain to the listeners what that card looks like in the front? Because oh, it's so front. cute. Aw, it has this person wearing a cute dress standing on a ladder, painting clouds to look like rainbows. It's like perfect. It's so you. <laughs> yes, it's lovely. Aw, thank you. It's like you. you're reaching up into the clouds and you're just, Aww, pr- just painting everything. Color. That's yeah, like my, it's totally you. That's like my legacy, I feel. I just want to add color everywhere. That's just so you bit. then. It's perfect. Would you like me to read the back? Yes, please. All right. Today's lesson. Think about all the creative ideas that come to you in one day. How many do you dismiss as trivial or unproductive? Healing requires impractical and daring creativity. Your goal, to observe how you respond to your own creative voice. Are you receptive or self-critical? That's a good question. 
it's so easy to be self-critical. Yeah, I think so. It's our inner dialogue, the stuff that we talk about in our heads, right? Definitely. So how do you feel that resonates with your message that has been brought to the show today? Well, like I was talking about earlier, I want the world to be happy and to be, I want every single person to be doing what they love. And for me personally, that means being creative. That's like my thing. Um, (laughs) That makes me the happiest is just being able to spend all of my days like just creating beauty in the world, you know? So I guess this is very, I mean, dare to be creative. I'm daring to live my dream and you guys (laughs) should too. (laughs) Yes, you are. You really, really are. Thank you so much for being here. Can you tell the listeners if they're wanting to reach out with you? Obviously, we're going to have your stuff on our social media, but how can they get in touch with you? What are your platforms that you like people reaching out? Yeah, you guys can check me out on Instagram under Miss Marie. That's M as in Mary, S, M as in Mary, E-R-R-I. Or if you want to check out what my animals are up to, you can check them out at Humble Bumble Fairy Farm. So Humble Bumble Fairy is spelled F-A-E-R-I-E and farm. (laughs) Nice. Very nice. And you can also check me out on YouTube. There's Pussy Perspective stuff, Miss Marie stuff, and also the same things on SoundCloud. Oh my gosh. I'm excited because I'm going to be checking them out in a little while. Thank you for making time to be present with us today because I know that you're super busy and you had to drive up here from LA (laughs) just to get on today. So I did. You gave me a reason to come visit the homeland. I'm so grateful. I'm so glad. And thank you for bringing your sweet little pussy. Oh yeah. Cat. (laughs) (laughs) And all of the wonderful treats that you brought us. I really appreciate it. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Until next time, I'm your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Have a magical, wonderful day. And let's try to make this your very best life ever. This episode has been brought to you by Sweet Nectar of the Gods.